previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Is there really a difference between a kitchen table and a dining room table? I think there are, and it's very clear that the one is in the kitchen, which we don't have, and then the one's in the dining room, which ours is basically in the living room, but that's right. besides that's the point. that's what I said. We don't have a dining well, this, room. But this is our dining area. It's an area, Chuck. It's a, so it's this a table di- could be anything okay. we want it to be. <laughs> the table is in the dining area, so it's a dining area table. Okay, I'll, I'll concede to that, but it's definitely not a kitchen table. I'm okay. sorry. All right, Littles, what say you? <laughs> Should we move on? I guess. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hello, Littles. Who's that? Ritzy. Ritz is back. I like that. Unbelievable. I miss you guys. Where have you been? It's been, well, you've been in Jerusalem, right? Among other places. We haven't haven't talked since then. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Wow. It's been a long time. Yeah, Ritz. Got to take at least a minute. How was that? That must have been amazing. It was great. uh, Doubly amazing because I was there for one of my daughter's graduations. Yeah. So really special. One of those situations where she finished school last year, but then they finally had the graduation this year. So it was really super special to be there. Wow. So cool. All right. We'll come back to that in a second. We have to start sure. here because of our open here. Cool Aunt Claire, there are kitchen tables and there are dining room tables. There are other tables that can be either, but to claim any of the above can change their pure nature just by being placed in a different room is absurd. Now, there was a picture that accompanied this. Yes. <laughs> Quote, the table in the dining room or the table in the kitchen would be more accurate if you happen to need to place one of the above in the wrong room for home apartment layout purposes. Right. All right. This might have swayed me a little bit. Because she sent these pictures. Obviously, it's not good podcasting here. So you'll have to tune into News Channel, what did we say, 12? We tweeted it out or something. But we had a different number. I don't remember. That was a joke a long time ago. Channel 1. I thought it was 12. We used to listen to that in school. Channel 1? Channel 1. We used to watch it on TV. News Channel 1. Anyway, so she sent these ridiculous. ESPN, the Ocho. Yeah, the Ocho, yeah. So she sent these ridiculous pictures. I mean, they're good pictures, but they're of action. I get it. They look like a kitchen table. And if you put that here, I would say. This is not anyway. I don't want to go too much into it, but Our she kind of swayed. Our table has the aesthetic of kitchen, oh, not no. dining. Okay, now we're gonna get back into this because I disagree. Ritz, do you have a kitchen table? No, I live in New York City, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a dining room table. We have a dining room table. Yes, we do. But Where you don't have it? a dining room, right? You just it's like in... uh, we do have a dining room. Oh, uh, okay, we also have you... a table adjacent to our kitchen. That becomes where we eat breakfast or lunch ah. with just a couple of us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's moving on up. So we that's like that. a breakfast nook? <laughs> yeah, it's like a breakfast nook. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But you got to be careful. It doesn't block the outlets, right? That's right. Absolutely. Discussion. That's the important right. part. <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff. And there were a lot of great comments, by the way, about this whole yeah. kitchen. We, we're going to let. We're gonna leave it to the chair. We're going to leave it to... I mean, all these like... <laughs> Funny, really good clever. comments. Eric Lonergan had a picture meme or whatever you want to call it that was really clever as far as the order of the different kinds of tables and how you can call it this. And that's where I was leaning. But I will say those statements that Cool Aunt Claire sent to us, that, that does sway me a little bit. But this is definitely, in my opinion, not a kitchen table in the dining room. Maybe it's a kitchen table to me because this it, is actually my parents' old table. And at the we never had a dining room. And it was in your kitchen. It was in our kitchen. Gotcha. My grandmother also had the same table. And that was in her kitchen as well. So gotcha. to me, the look of this table, the style of this table screams kitchen. 
Okay. So that's why I call it But they're not close table. to the ones, the, the picture that Cool Aunt Claire sent us. Those were definitely Those like, were very extreme. I agree. For the example, yes. Yes, yes. She, yeah. she did. She went to the extreme. So we have a kitchen table that happens to be in our living area uh, dining area this is, a, this is a nice wood yeah dining it's a table. nice freaking kitchen you can table. put a you can put a leaf in it yeah you can that's what i mean i just i don't it's know it's a nice anyway. kitchen right, let's, table let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> we have to get to something really important first okay. we're so glad to have ritz back but we have to go through this our patreon page we've got another sponsor Whoa. we've gotten a couple over the course uh ed butt is now a sponsor we really appreciate that wow. thank you so much for everything ed you know and then we have debbie mittman mm-hmm. adam jameson and thomas miskowick all of you sponsors we really appreciate it and remember littles if you want go over to our webpage loyallittlespod.com and you can find all the information there you can become a sponsor for our patreon page for 99 cents a month right as little as 99 cents a month that's, that's like buying a song on I mean, itunes a month right <laughs> I mean, actually, it's cheaper. Normally, you get eight episodes for 99 cents. I mean, how cool is that? So if you can, that's great. We'd really appreciate it because, you know, all the money goes back into the podcast. Uh, We're getting prizes. We've got Tony B some piano keys now that I mean, honestly, most of the money just goes back to Rocco's Warriors, I feel like, which is great. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to a good cause and we're getting stuff for it and prizes and stuff Mm -hmm. to hand out to you, which Mm -hmm. we're going to have a new contest coming up. We're very excited about that. Absolutely. We've got all these prizes to hand out. now. I know. What are we going to come up with? I don't know. Littles, do you have a contest? Name a contest. Write into us. Write something you'd like to see. So, all right. What do we want to do next? We want to get to some emails, sure. I guess. All right. Let me start. Anita in Alaska. Roxy and Chuck, just wanted to say what a pleasure it was to meet you in person this past weekend. Welcome to this wonderful, crazy group. Hope you had a great time and haven't been scared off. I don't <laughs> think so. No, I don't think so. I was pretty scared the first night when I first walked up, but then I... Oh, I was. I, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. I figured it out. Hopefully, the group can get together more often. Now, Ritz, listen up for this. Some of us were talking about just meeting up somewhere and hanging out over a long weekend, like Charleston or Key West. Uh, yes, please. Of course, we. Like these people are thinking. I know, right? Of course, <laughs> we'd have to find some place to put up with this bunch. And again, thanks for doing the podcast. This group is so very interesting. Now we're all for Key West. Now, whatever yeah. happened to Chuck Elias? Where Chuck? Where'd you go? Because he was like putting out there. I know. I don't think he got that much response. And that'd be hard to do. But he was looking into the cruise. Right. A little's <gasps> cruise. Right. Yeah. How funny would that be? We definitely know Tony's not coming to that. Right. I don't know. That was kind of fun. That would be cool. Now, Littles, we were talking with Ritz off air, obviously, before we came on, and we were telling him all about Jingle Fest and Mingle Fest and all that stuff. Yeah, Ritz, you definitely, definitely, definitely have to get down there for this. Yeah. Okay, somehow. Now, I actually think we went about it the wrong way. I'm jealous of KJ. Uh, I think she did it the right way. I think she took like a whole week. Whoa. I think. I didn't know that. Well, I think because they were posting pictures Monday and Tuesday of this last week. And so they were sightseeing. And now maybe maybe they were old pictures. I don't know. But it seemed like they were there early, like Wednesday, Thursday. So what I would like to do, I would love to go like Tuesday to Tuesday or Monday to even just Monday to Sunday would be fine. Yeah. But so you could have a few days before because then you're going to have random people like Ed Butt showing up early. Right. And you can hang out with them. Then you got Jingle Golf, which we didn't get to do and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. what I would recommend. But all right. What else we got, Roxy? Yeah, we heard from Lee Gordon. He says, Chuck and Roxy, first, let me say what a great treat it was to finally meet you two, not to mention so many other littles in person at Jingle Fest. Can't wait until the next one. Now, some food items. While shopping today at Stu Leonard's, I'm sure Roxy knows all about Stu Leonard's. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> 
I came across this display of grapes. You'll recognize the cotton candy grapes in the center, but the same company also sells a couple of other interesting varieties. The purple grapes on the left are called jelly berries, which makes sense because grape jelly is made from purple grapes. And on the right, the red grapes are called gummy bear grapes. If you need some, Stu's has locations in Paramus and Yonkers. On the way home from Jingle Fest, I stopped to do some shopping at Wegmans in Woodbridge, New Jersey, and they carry the same grapes. They happened to be out of the cotton candy ones when I was there, but they had the other two. Sam Berger told me he shops at that Wegmans, so maybe you can get him to pick some up for you. There's also a Wegmans in Brooklyn. I, I just think this is funny. Maybe Sam Berger can pick us. You know, Sam Berger, drive us to Jingle Fest. Sam Berger, pick us up some grapes. I mean, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. Sam, I love it. <laughs> Anyway, he goes on to say, now on to hot dogs. A while back, I believe we talked about cooking hot dogs in the air fryer. I've done it a couple of times, and they have come out great. Nice and crispy, just the way I like them. Well, it occurs to me that as long as I am air frying them, why not wrap the hot dogs in bacon first? (laughs) As soon as I try this, I will let you know the results. The cheesery Lee. Okay, please do. Wow. Because that would be... I bet that's going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, you got to try the hot dogs in the air fryer. Yeah. It's, it's like a must. It yeah. really is. All right. Then we heard from. Wait, Rich. we have to go back for one second. You okay. had me at gummy bear grapes. Yeah. Well, uh, I was wondering, Jerry, jelly berry. Is that what it was? Jelly berry. Great. Like, I never heard of these, but I'd never heard of cotton candy grapes either. But I also thought Those it was I just heard of. green grapes and red grapes. What is this purple grapes? And, no, and purple these? grapes to me were always like Concord grapes, right? I have no idea, to be honest. I just I'm not called sure. them red. Well, Anything I them... that wasn't green grapes, I called red grapes. But I call and them were grape. these Haribo gummy bear grapes or exactly. Albanese gummy bear grapes? Good question. Let me tell you, there is a difference. Roop yeah, and, and Tony, Tony Beeson. Beeson had the Albanese. Albanese? Albanese. Yeah. And, um, they, there is a difference, they were really I have to say. <laughs> now, they were kind of warm because they were in the car. <laughs> so they just kind of like... together. And they just kind of like melted when they got oh in my. your mouth. But they yeah. were really good. They were, they were really, really good. good. I have to give them yeah. credit where credit's due. That uh-huh. was good. All right. So then we heard from Roop, speaking of. And he says, first of all, it was great to meet you both. I have to say that Roxy has a lot of spunk. And in the words of Lou Grant... I hate spunk. There you go. <laughs> All the jinglers were great, but how awesome was it when Ed Butt played the guitar and sang during the after-party jam session? Did we bring that up? We said he was there. And then he writes, amazing. Also, Jason Miller and Heather Miller are the tall Millers. The tall now, Millers. I not could, the, right, because I had said the other Millers. I'm They're telling you, someone else, someone else, I think they said were the other Millers, I think. So it was out there been, somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. But okay, fair enough. They're I the tall Millers. All right, Miller's let's go back to good. this jam session. Ed Butt. At one point, so Steve is amazing. Steve Lipton. He's just, I don't know. It always amazes me how they do that. We must have played like 30 songs. And oh my he's gosh. Just, if, and he's just playing them from more. memory. It's not like he's on an iPad and says, oh, let me get the music. or anything. No, yeah. he's just playing them from memory. And out of nowhere, he Ed Butt names one. He's like, I don't really know that one, too. He's like, well, I used to play it way back when. He's like, and he starts giving him the G, F, A minor, whatever. And he was trying to do it, but he couldn't. So he... He handed the guitar to Ed, and Ed sits there, and he starts playing this. I don't remember what the song was, though. Yeah. Someone will tell us. It was so good. It was so good. It was just it was just such a cool moment. And that was, I, we said that in the last episode. That was, you know, one of the best parts of, for mm-hmm. me at least. And mm-hmm. we were there until like three, after three o'clock in the morning. It was crazy. <laughs> and we had to get up super early. Yep. <laughs> All right. 
And then we're going to end with this. Kim Wilson, two L's. For what it's worth, the reason Patty Lapone mentioned who paid her salary stemmed from an incident during a talkback when an audience member proclaimed he paid her salary. Patty put him in his place. Oh, good for her. You don't remember that, that guys? Come on, you're Broadway insane. No, I, no, I didn't really. I, I, I didn't know about here's that. Here's the thing. Patty does this all the time. She yells at people. So... <laughs> She's also the one that like stopped the show and gypsy and screamed at someone who was on their cell yeah, phone or something yeah. like yep. that. Mm-hmm. Then yep. another time, what was the one where she went as she was exiting the stage? Cause the audience was kind of like a thrust theater and she took the phone and walked off stage. With it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Patty's Patty. So I know. honestly, I, I wasn't paying attention at that time. Okay. Real quick. And we have to get to our meet the littles guests spinal tap. We have to just do a quick little minute review because Roxy saw I spinal tap. Finally, 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 finally for the first I time. I now understand the Stonehenge. Because <laughs> Roxy's taking a picture at Jingle Fest with this Stonehenge like, thing. She's like, Are you concerned that your husband is a drummer now? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was a little strange. Not as good. You didn't like it as much as some of the other ones. Yeah, I liked okay. Best in Show and I liked Waiting for Guffman. Sure. Um, she still hasn't seen Mighty Wind, though. I have not seen Mighty, Mighty Wind. Mighty Wind is fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think, is that the last one I need to see? Well, that's the last one, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. We'll how many how many trees? Remember we used to do that for oh, the for the holiday movies. Right. How many trees? No, no, I mean, it, yes, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, kind of funny. <laughs> put that on. I the would billboard. give it eleven trees. Put put that on the billboard. It was Roxy says it was kind of funny. So anyway. Um. Yeah. It was just. Ritz, you like it though, right? Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie, and it's it. I'm just thinking of a fantastic story from years ago that I have to share. So. I don't know if you guys ever did this with, uh, and I guess this goes back to kind of when we were renting movies. Right. People remember doing that. And we would have this regular thing with other couples where we'd go to each other's houses and the host couple would say, hey, this is the movie that we've chosen for movie night. And it kind of came on me and I said, great. And I had seen this movie already and I wanted to share the love of Spinal Tap with my friends, like two other couples. And have you ever experienced when you're the only person in the room that's laughing and everybody's sort of looking awkwardly at each other? Absolutely. <laughs> that was my experience because I'm like chuckling and loving every minute of it. And, and everybody in the room is like looking at me like, okay. what's wrong with you? Well, Why do you think this is funny? Well, here's my story about Waiting for Guffman. One of the first times I, after I loved it and saw it, I was d- directing a production of Annie in a community theater group. And I, they'd never heard of it. I'm like, oh, you have to watch this movie. And same thing happened, Ritz. We, we had this like big cast gathering because I'm talking this movie up, talking. The, and they're all like, I don't get. And I'm like, finally, I just stopped. I'm like, that, that's this is you. you guys. That's you. <laughs> they're making fun of you because that's how you're acting. And they didn't get it. I, I realized quickly. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. They're not getting this because they don't think it's anything weird about it. Rube is sending the email now. Yes, Chuck, you are an idiot. Yeah, of course. Of course. All right. Enough of me being in here. Let's get out of here. We have a great Meet the Littles guest. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Dave Patton coming to you from, uh, well, that's not important. What is important is you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast, the WTFC podcast network. Ooh, that's going to leave a stain. Uh, Got to go now. Back to Chuck and Roxy. Tiny Chuck, I need some paper towels and another beer.
We are being played in this episode by an independent artist named Adesh Baral. And this song is called Everything Has Hope. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find all his stuff over on his YouTube channel. So just search Adesh Baral, and that is A-D-E-S-H-B-A-R-A-L. And as always, we'll play the full song, Everything Has Hope, at the end of the podcast. Alright, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, another fun one. Someone we've met. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Please welcome to the podcast, Greg Sheramita. Hey Greg, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. Kind of a nice day here in northern Virginia. But I live in Ashburn, probably about three miles from the commander's practice facility. Oh, neat. Cool. Okay, great. And as we just said, we've already officially met you, which is very exciting. And that's how we got hooked up to have you come on to meet the Littles. But a lot of Littles have not met you. So as we do with most of our guests, take us back all the way to the beginning. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Things like that. Introduce yourself to the loyal Littles out there. All right. I grew up most of my child and teenage years in Los Angeles, uh, mm. most of it in Hollywood for no particular reason other than my parents found a place to live there and in the San Fernando Valley. I graduated from high school in 1974, which makes me really old, almost up there in Tony years. And then I went into the Navy where I served for 21 years as a Russian translator. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, off the top, thank you for your service. Yes. Thank you. Um, wow. So you must have some and, really good stories for that, but go ahead. And then um, after 21 years, I retired, did some contracting work. And then in 2002, I started teaching middle school and did that for seven years. We moved from Newport News up to Northern Virginia, up to Ashburn. And I've been teaching elementary school since 2010, and I just retired on June 17th. Wow, congratulations. Wow, congratulations. And now you're topping Thank it off you. by being a guest on the Loyal Littles podcast. Just wrapping it all it up with a bow. How get much better than that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, Roxy has I, actually been I've to Newport, been. As, as have I, many times. I have a, uh, what is it, a boomerang or a slow motion video of me jumping in front of the I think it's I heart Newport News sign Newport or something News sign something in town yeah <laughs> yeah what's okay the, what's the main university there Christopher Newport right okay because it's, it's in Newport News and then Old Dominion is across the James in Norfolk and then William and Mary is just up the road right. right I actually love it down there yeah we really that that was one of the towns I know it's not a major city no, but it was so cute. But it was so cute. Well, it's a college town. <laughs> yeah. You know, most college towns yeah. are, you know, like that. But we had a blast down there. I Like I said, I've been there. Actually, one time I teched a show there. So when you tech a show, you're usually there for like a week or two at a time mm -hmm. instead of just a couple days or whatever right. when you play the theaters. And yeah, it had yeah nice... we were there for a split week. Yeah, right? it was really short. Yeah. Yeah, we were only there for like a week. I forget what the weekend. other city was that week, but. Yeah. Now, I missed something there. It was probably because I'm just an idiot. But after the Navy, you went back to Virginia? No, after, well. I never been to Virginia. I retired in Pensacola, Florida, and then I got offered a job as a um, trainer for Navy recruiting, which I had just retired from. And so I was a contractor for about six years. My wife got a job that pulled her down to Newport News. We were living in, in Northern Virginia, moved down to Newport News 
because she was opening up a campus down there. And since I was traveling three weeks out of every month, I could fly out of anywhere. So right. I just moved oh, yeah. down there. Now, were you stationed down in Pensacola? Spent a long time in Pensacola, actually, from uh, 1986 until I retired in 1995. Uh, I was an instructor at Naval Technical Training Center, Corey Station. And then I went to Diego Garcia, which is in the middle of the Indian Ocean, for a year, which happened to be during the Gulf War. Oh. Mm. Uh, I was there when the Gulf War started, so it wasn't like they sent me there. Right. I was already there. And then when I came back, I went on to recruiting duty in the Pensacola area. Gotcha. I love Pensacola. I know that sounds silly, but Seville Quarters, do you know it? Yep. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I almost probably would have seen you there because I started touring in 95, but I remember some really good memories in 96. I'm trying to think of other times I've been there. They're fuzzy memories, but it's Littles. This place, is it still there? Do you know? You, I know you're not down there um, anymore. As far as I know, it still is. They've, it's changed a couple of the bars in there. but yeah. Right. It reminded me of almost being like in New Orleans a little bit, but all in one location. I mean, it was one of the best places. And we play the Sanger Theater right there in downtown. Yeah. And then we'd go there afterwards. And it's a it was a bar like complex. Oh. And they had yeah. five different rooms counting outdoors. And in one room, they'd have to have like a DJ. Another room, they'd have a, a JT acoustic guitar uh-huh. player. Another one, they'd have a hardcore rock band. Whoa. But my favorite, I don't know about yours, was on the patio under the stars if the weather was nice was they'd have a live reggae band. Ooh, cool. And it was just so much fun just out there <laughs> drinking. I mean, I, I remember start drinking out of pitchers. That's not what I was expecting you to say. Oh. I was thinking like jazz band or no, something. No, 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 reggae. 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 Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah. And they just, and you just sit there all night and just listen. Oh, it was great. It's such yeah. a great place. It was so much fun. Some really good memories and some not so, <laughs> I just don't have memories. I don't have memories because, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that's how I knew because I, I remember the naval base down there and everything like cool. that. That's why yeah. I remember asking you. All right. So now you're Virginia. And so teaching, how did that come about? Was that something you always wanted to do? Actually, it came about during my instructor days down in Pensacola. Our command, since we were in instruction, emphasized or highly encouraged that we go and participate in the civilian community as tutors or whatever. So my daughter was in elementary schools and I knew her principal. So I says, can I come in and volunteer? He said, oh, God, yes. So I came in and did that, but I really wasn't that interested in working with elementary school kids, but I did it. And then she moved to middle school and I worked at the middle school a little bit. And then when I came back on recruiting duty, I was in the high schools a lot. And that's, I was really enjoyed the conversations and helping when I could and things like that. So when I was ready to get out, there was a, it's still around. It was called Troops to Teachers. And so I started the process of doing that. And one of the places they said that you could possibly get a job was Chicago. Well, at the same time, like I said, I was in recruiting duty and we had a new technology system. So, and I became very proficient at it. And so they offered me the job of being a trainer for it as a civilian. So I had done the Chicago thing first. I says, and they called me the night of my retirement and offered me the job in DC or actually Arlington Mm. to be the trainer. And I says, well, I already committed to doing an interview in Chicago. So let me call you back. And we're, I have an interview there Monday. I'll call you back after the interview and let you know one way or another. So I went up there and like, I tell people, if 
may be recruiting ran things like the Chicago City School District recruited teachers, we'd all be in jail right now. So, oh no. Uh, so we went to lunch, and after a quick discussion with my wife, we uh, I called Navy Recruiting Command. Says I'll gladly accept that job. So nice. <laughs> wow. And wow. so when 9-11 came about, and I happened to be in San Antonio when that happened, I said, well, maybe now is the time to make that move into doing that. So right. I started the process through Old Dominion to get my uh, teaching. I got a master's in education oh, through okay. Old Dominion. So, Oh, okay. So that makes so. sense now. And then you just started going into teaching. And how many years were you a teacher? 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And now you're retired. What's so, that like? But, you know. I don't know yet. Yeah, it just happened. Oh, right, right. Well, he went to Jingle Fest, well, that's so true. he celebrated. That's a good way to start. Yeah. But like I've been telling everybody that knows me, so how do you like the retirement? I says, right now I'm just considering it regular summer vacation. Sure, yeah. um, sure. I said, around August, I may start knowing what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. True. All right. So now one of, another question we like to ask our guests, and it's going to be interesting, I think, because you moved all over the place. What's your favorite sport and what teams do you follow? Are you local now or did you grow up liking a different team? Well, like I said, grew up in Los Angeles. So my favorite teams have always been the Dodgers, Rams and the Lakers. Mm -hmm. However, this was back in the pre-internet days, So it was really hard to get information on trades and so I kind of lost interest. And then as we moved around, like when I was in Pensacola, I followed the Saints more, mm. mainly because they were three hours down the road, but yeah. they were covered heavily in the paper. So I knew what was going on. Right. But since 2006, I've been a Nats fan. And that's when we were still down to Newport News. Uh, we would travel up to D.C. for the games every couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple of weekends. And then football, to be honest, fantasy football has spoiled me. I no longer care about teams. I care about players. Right. So. right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's either good or bad, I think, feel yeah. like. Because sometimes, I feel, even with fantasy baseball, I tried that for, and that was just crazy. Yeah. That was, that, my boss asked too me. Too hard. Yeah. I don't think I really knew about fantasy sports until Chuck and I met. And he yeah. started being in these fantasy leagues while I was around and I'm like, why are you rooting for this team and this person? Right. He's not on the Sox. He's not on the Saints. The Saints. Right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, it's tricky. But in some ways it's fun though, because especially one year I remember baseball and it kind of killed me. It was my boss. I just started a new job, a new theater. And he was like, Hey, we have this league. You should join. You're a big baseball fan. I'm like, yeah, but it seems like it's a lot of work. He's mm -hmm. like, yeah, but whatever. So I did it just, you know, basically to kiss ass. And, <laughs> It was a nightmare, but the, the draft, the way it flowed, I don't know what, I didn't mean to do this, but I'd say like 60% of my team was West Coast teams. So uh, I'm sitting there at like two in the morning watching, yeah. and I get the, I have the MLB package because I'm such a big fan that I'm sitting there until like two in the morning watching these guys because I want to see if they're getting me points and stuff like that. Oh, that was so horrible. I did that for a couple of years and I just had to throw the towel in because it's too hard. I mean, yeah. the starting pitchers every day, it was just, it was too much. Uh, even well, that was the thing that, that got me too with when I dipped my toes in the fantasy baseball. And he says, Oh, it's, you only have to set your lineup once a week. I said, yeah. Okay. Well, I did that and it ended up getting pounded the first couple of weeks mm -hmm. because pitchers weren't pitching. And yeah. right. I, so I started paying more attention. And, you know, but it was just like, nah, 
football's easy. It's once a week thing. Right, yeah. Right. Well, even that can be challenging sometimes because they'll yeah. sneak in Plus, that Thursday night game yeah. or something like that. And you're like, yeah. oh, crap. 40 games a week now that they're playing on right. days yeah. other than Sunday. Exactly. Now, can I interest you in a thing called the Berserker League? Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> it seems to stimulate my Viking roots. I, I'm not quite sure. Well, sir, I have a feeling some littles might be getting in touch with you. There is a thing called the Berserker League, and it is crazy. But it, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll let Sully in Boston. Yeah, we'll let Sully and some of the other guys, uh, um, you know, talk to you about that. And, you know, Rob, okay. Robert Berg and yeah. Jason Fuse I, and all those guys. Yeah, they run this. Yeah, it's it's, it's very interesting. It, the name incomparable is very Robert fitting. Berg. Yes, yes, excuse me. Yes. yes, who we got to meet. We <laughs> finally know. got to meet. That yeah. was so exciting. Yeah, him and his lovely wife, mm-hmm. Jamie. So this is a good place to take a break. Well, and maybe we'll chat a little bit about Berserker League off air because I know the Littles, they don't really need that much about it. <laughs> so we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, I'm Tim Wildsmith, and I'm a loyal Little. And I'm Becca Wildsmith, and I'm not a loyal Little. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Greg Sharamita here today. And I actually, so we did some, I don't know, where are you leaning on Berserker? (laughs) We didn't want to be responsible, I guess is how we'll take it, as how we'll say it. It sounds interesting. Let's put it that way. (laughs) All right. So, Sully, we tried. Jason, all those guys. We tried, (laughs) you know, Rob. All right. So I do have one question pertaining to your fandom, though. So you said Los Angeles, which totally made sense. Now, how did you feel when the Rams went to St. Louis and won a Super Bowl? Were you rooting for them? That was like 2000, right? Well, the funny thing is I drafted Kurt Warner. So, oh, (laughs) and I had the uh, Sunday package. So I always watched games that I was hoping that nobody else in my league would watch. So I was watching and I saw when Trent Green got injured and I watched Kurt Warner come in and back up. I immediately waved one of my players and picked him up and they were going on a bye week. So I had two weeks and then he just started hitting it off. So I was I was really happy. The quote, and I'm not sure if I'm, I can say this and you can bleep it out if you want. She's, it was, I was happy for the Rams, except for that bitch, Georgia Frontiera, who took him to St. Louis. So. Yeah, gotcha. No, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, um, now it's drank. Um, Major League? Yeah, thank you. Ah, I know that. That move, yeah, it's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember that so well because my parents actually had just moved to Tennessee two or three years before. Ah. And so, of course, they became big Titans fans. Right. Were they the Titans then? Yeah, they were, right? Yeah. And that was their first, I believe, and only Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was that such a great ending. It really was. It was such a great game. I'm sure you were stressed out. but um... No, I was actually sitting in a hotel bar. We had just flown into San Diego after uh, a three-hour delay due to snow in D.C., Oh. Um, I was on my way out, a nonstop flight out to San Diego, and we're like, and they're giving us updates over the PA and the plane of what the score was. And as soon as we landed, we hit for a bar. Oh, nice. <laughs> just nice. to watch the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, and you got a good ending, that's for sure. Let's go back a little bit further. Now, how did you become a little, basically? When did you start listening to Tony and all that stuff? Well, I started listening to Tony when I moved up here to D.C. in 95, and I was making a visit to a recruiting station. I got there a little early, so I was sitting there listening to the car. I heard him on the radio, and I just started busting the gut. Yeah. And that plus, we followed him in the Washington Post. So it was started then. I listened to it. It wasn't podcast at the time. It was just a live radio show. 
And then in 2000, right when PTI started, we moved down to Newport News from here. And for some reason, I tried searching on the internet, and then I finally picked up that it was being delayed broadcast on, um, on, I forgot, uh, no, 980, yeah, Yeah, 980. So then I could get 980, and I would listen to it while I was not teaching, I was doing another job. Mm -hmm. I was still in education, but I'd go into my office during that time and just play it and do some paperwork. Nice. (laughs) Nice. And we saw him at the SPN restaurant. So the zone. Oh, and right. then chatter. And we I made the pilgrimages several times to there. Oh, so. great. That, that was on the list. I love when a guest knows where we're going. So you got to see some live recordings there and stuff. I always had to wait for either. And this is the thing that used when he was still doing it from um, well, he would take his summer breaks. Yeah. And because they usually start the week. I would get out of school. So it's just like, oh. Mm. And so I tried to find holidays and stuff where they were doing a show and I could get down there right. for breakfast. Yeah. So. And so speaking of the summer break, which is why Summer of Littles was created, mm-hmm. uh, have you ever been to one of those? Are you going to get to one this year? Yep. I went to Summer of Littles last year and I will probably, if we get a Virginia site again, Oh, I don't sure. understand why it's so hard. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Well, listen, Greg, this has been fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, we're almost out of time here. And uh, as you know, we have our fun, dumb questions. We hope you're okay with that. Actually, we, I you know am. what? It doesn't matter. We're just going to ask you fun. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's someone, someone, I think it was Lee Gordon that wrote in and said, why are you asking? Just right, do it. Right. Just do it. <laughs> they're coming on the podcast. They know what they're getting into. <laughs> I'm like, well, some people don't. Right. We have some newbies that we met at Jingle Fest that we're really excited about. Yeah. And we, I think we finally talked them into or twisted their arm, whatever you want to call it, threatened. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so yeah. So Roxy, you want to start us off? Sure. Who would play you in a movie of your life? It's an interesting question. I would say, and it's not because of the life I've lived, but because I'm told that I look like him, Ringo Starr. Oh. Well, Chuck here likes that one. I'm a big fan (laughs) of the Beatles and Ringo and... And she likes drummers, apparently. I do. (laughs) Apparently. So uh, that's good. All right. We're going to do... We actually did this last time. I like this. Coke or Pepsi? Neither. Neither. What do you got? I drink sparkling water. Oh, okay. Or alcohol. Gotcha. (laughs) All right. What's your poison there? Um, I drink rum and bourbon and whiskey. So oh, nice. whatever, whatever, only on the rocks. So gotcha. Nothing, I don't like to spoil it with anything else. Right. Cool. Gotcha. All right. If you could time travel, when or where would you go? Ooh, that's one of the things I've always thought about. I like, I, I don't want to go in the future, but I'd love to like be in the room where it happened, you know, like during the discussions for settling Washington or I taught history in middle school. So, okay. Oh, you know, okay. So sitting in during the Constitutional Convention, you know, those life-altering just have a ringside seat to those. That's yeah. right. fantastic. And I think you might get a theme going here when I ask, cups up or down in the cupboard? Uh, up. Up. Okay, so we got this. Roxy's going to ask the fun. I'm asking the dumb because it just kind of fits our personality. Okay. So go ahead, Roxy. Okay, so going off of your history, if you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Ooh. Hmm. Wow, so many. <laughs> it was top three, top three. Yeah, he was a history teacher. Top three, He's okay, He's Alexander Hamilton, uh-huh. um, Benjamin Franklin, um, Neil Armstrong. Oh, those are good. Cool. Now, be honest, Alexander Hamilton, is just so you can spoil alert him and say, you know, there's going to be a musical written about you someday? <laughs> 
Yeah. Don't take Aaron Burr's invitation. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the other thing we also ask, you know, when we ask these questions about time travel and that one specifically, it's like, no matter what we do, history doesn't get altered. Right. Does that make yeah, sense? I, you know? Yeah. The intervention thing. Yeah. You know, just like uh, telling Lincoln, hey, I heard the, uh, the play wasn't so hot. I wouldn't go. Yeah, right. I wouldn't go. It got terrible reviews. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? They're never not funny. Excellent. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? Oh, I guess it was in junior high school. I was part of the chorus and I had a solo and some of my friends started laughing when I did the solo. Aww. So that's rude. That's why they're friends, right? Mean so. kids. <laughs> no, I would, be, I would dump them. The part was because I had a baritone bass of Swing Low Sweet Chariot. Mm. And so my voice went really low and we're in, in junior high school. So it was <laughs> the yeah. age of changing voices. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can go from low tenor, second tenor, down to first bass. Oh, nice. Nice. All right. So do you prefer Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Mm, I'll go with Partridge Family, mainly because I had a crush on Susan Day. Ah, of course. (laughs) Who didn't, right? (laughs) Probably kids too young to watch it. Yeah, right. Right. right, Yeah. Okay, Chuck, I know we're doing this thing here, but I really want to ask this. Okay. All right. That's all right. Then I'll I'll go back to the other. Okay. Okay. So, going off of that, I dream of Genie or Bewitched. Uh, I know both shows were great. They're like, it's, it's grueling. I love questions. both shows. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. I found I dream of Genie more believable. Okay. <laughs> Not really, but I like I yeah, right. like I dream of Genie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Cartoon character for a week? Zebra in Pearls Before Swine. Okay. What is that? You don't know Pearls Before Swine? Never even heard of it. This is great. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's a daily comic strip. Uh, okay. Stephen Pattis, Stephen uh. Pattis, and it's very sarcastic. So that's why it appeals to me. So Zebra lives next door to crocodiles, and the crocodiles are portrayed very dumb, but the zebra always has a good comeback for him or mm-hmm. points out the obvious. Mm-hmm. So that's Gotcha. Okay. I, it's, no, I don't think I've ever read it, but we're going to have to look it up for sure. Yeah. Roxy, we have a new cartoon. To I look know. At. All right, Roxy, a couple more. <laughs> okay. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? I would say the harnessing of electricity. Mm-hmm. It wasn't discovered. I mean, Ben Franklin was credited with discovering it, but it was just Nikola Tesla, all of them with, I now drive electric cars. It's just electricity is probably well, one of the greatest inventions. It's actually a good point because. Yeah. People like me, like my answer used to be, well, it still kind of is, is air conditioning. And I'm just now realizing like without electricity, electricity, there electricity. Would be no conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. You win. <laughs> okay. If you could live in any TV or movie home, what would you choose? Uh, actually, from the new version of Hawaii Five-0, McGarrett's ah, house. You know, someone else has mentioned that. And that's actually such a good point because then you're already factoring in that you're living in Hawaii. Which is good. Yeah. And on the beach. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. See, that's thing I didn't even, I would never even think. I was going for like the house, the actual right. house. We get a lot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We get a lot of Home Alone. Yep. We get a lot of different strokes. Seinfeld. Sein, well, Seinfeld too. Now, that was the other thing was because we finally got to the point where they're like, well, I want to live with the cast, mm-hmm. like in that world. Ah. You know what oh. I mean? So we usually give that yeah. as an option too. Yeah. So, but anyway. Oh, okay. All right, Roxy, what else you got? All right. If you could shop for free at one store, which one would you choose? Um, Home Depot. 
Yeah. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm saying I don't go to stores much and I kind of dialed down going to Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Oh, people, I spend a lot of time. <laughs> Do those still exist? I mean, there's one here in Manhattan I know of. It's yeah. like, there's probably more what? than that, but. What, Home Depot? No, Best Buy. Yeah, there's a Best Buy in uh, about five miles. One's about five, the other's about 10. Wow. Okay. I just remember that was where I went to get my CDs and DVDs and mm-hmm. now they yeah. don't sell those. So, yep. well, there was a company that was run by Tandy called Electronic Universe. I, I forgot what it was called, but it was a big warehouse type of thing. They had all the newest things. And I would go over there to get the product description and get the information about it and then walk over across the street to <laughs> Best Buy and get it for cheaper. Right. So, yeah. yeah. In- Incredible Universe. That's the name of it. Oh, the okay. Universe. All right. All right, Roxy, last one. Are you a half full or half empty kind of person? Uh, half full. Good. Great. Me too. Cool. I'm, I'm neither. I, I will bond that. Well, I'm like, I don't care if it's half full or half empty. I, I just, just I still more. need more regardless. <laughs> That's so, right. so anyway, well, Greg, listen, this has been a lot of fun. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on and meet the littles. I know. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we get in touch with you? Are you on Twitter and all that stuff? I am at, on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at P-I-R-8 at 60. Yeah, so that's both my Twitter and my Instagram. All right, well, we'll put those in the show notes. Give them a follow there on those. And Roxy, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Okay, over or under? Over. Over. All right. <laughs> We're over. Well, Roxy's... I'm adaptable. She's adaptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it okay. It sounds like when people say over, they're talking on a walkie-talkie. Over. Yeah. Over. over right. Now, Roxy, well, I like, am, we're going to have a bonus here because I can't believe oh. this is our first interview since Jingle Fest yes. that we're recording. And uh-huh. as we know, we, these are get delayed sometimes. But Roxy, first thing, and we didn't go to the kitchen sink question. Oh, yeah. So here's a bonus one for bonus you. Bonus question. Okay. Single or double sink? Single. Thank you. Okay. All right. Love it. But it's nice and deep, right? It's big. Yes. Yes, okay. yeah, exactly. Of course, of course. You can wash a big pot. <laughs> you, yep. You can wash a small child or an animal. There right. you go. That's, well, that's what they really <laughs> use it for. So, or a grandchild, whatever. Right. Okay, I got you. Love it. All right, Greg, thanks a lot for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Thank you. It's been fun. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Friday five, Friday five, oh, Friday, Friday five, Friday five, Friday five, oh, Friday, Friday five, Friday five, oh, Friday, Friday five, Friday five. Now it's time for Friday five, tell you why. Because it's Friday and it's time to jive. And when a little tells us in advance, then we actually stand a chance. It's time for the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, Friday Five. Back from Jingle Fest. Yeah. Hey. 
Not sorry, Sully. We had to. <laughs> we had to. It's, it's been a, a while. It's a fan favorite, Sully. Yeah, that's right. They actually hey, that were was, they playing that at Jingle Fest? They were kind of requesting it. Some of them were. Nice. And I said we would nice. only have done that if Sully had shown up. Yeah. Sully was a no show. So we were like, no, we're not doing that one. We're doing the other one. So we did a couple of our other ones. So that was nice. All right. Well, let's get them going. These are from Mary Faye Randolph, right? Yes. Rich, you got the first one? I got the first one. So this is special July 4th edition of the Friday Five. Mm hmm. Does your city or neighborhood hold a special celebration on the 4th of July? <laughs> hmm. Let me think about that. I don't know. You live in New York City. Sometimes um, they do. Not always, but, you know. What is it? And if they don't, <laughs> what do you like to do on July 4th? Huh. Okay, so when I first read this, I was forgetting that I live in a big city, and I was going back to my childhood. Okay. Well, you should do that, because we um, all live in the same city, so right. we're going to have the same answer. So... As a child, we always had a backyard barbecue, usually at my aunt and uncle's house. Yeah, that was actually my grandma lived there too. So it was one of the like, first times I met your family. Yeah, when at we first their started house. dating, I went up for one of these famous backyard barbecues. And we'd go in the pool. We'd go out to the street and play wiffle ball. I would go help my aunt make fried dough. My job was to put the powdered sugar on, and it was just the best. We had the best time. And then late at night, we would start doing the firecrackers in yeah. the street. And then usually our town would hold fireworks at some point around the 4th of July. Oh, really? It wasn't on the 4th. It they don't really do that it anymore. It depended yeah. on what day the 4th oh, fell sure. on. Um, yeah. If it was on a weekend, then I think they would have it on the day. But if it fell in the middle of the week, they would do some other thing. I so. don't really remember doing it. I, I remember going to see fireworks a bunch of times, but it was not in our local town. It was We always had to go to like some other town yeah. because ours was so tiny right. that they didn't have that. So, Rich, you grew up here so what was that like yeah so uh, first of all obviously for folks out there you all see the big new york city fireworks every year mm -hmm. yeah. which is great i'll have to share a picture that was i guess two years ago the first year of covid when they lit off fireworks on the empire state building yes from our apartment so i'll share that yeah and then growing up out on long island you know small town and the things i remember about july 4th was as a little kid it was it seemed to me like that our parents would let us all stay up late because obviously you have to wait till it got dark on July 4th. It's one of the longest or latest nights of yeah, the year since, right. you know, we just passed the summer solstice. Just it was one of those nights where we thought it was the biggest thrill in the world to be staying up so late for whatever fireworks were happening in the local town or the neighbor's backyard or something like that. So yeah. all fun. Cool. All right, Roxy, what's number two? All right, number two. What is the oldest structure in the United States that you have visited? Approximate age or year built? Non-U.S. little, same question in regards to your country. All right, you guys go first because I don't... I, I was going to say the Grand Canyon. Was but that, that a was, structure? That's not well, a structure. It was, natural. It was an, it's a natural structure <laughs> that was built by... Nice try, Roxy. Earth, wind, fire, and water, This I is think. why we have Ritz really here. So now all you people can just put your emails away already. Immediately self-corrected. All right. Ritz, what do you got? Gosh, I, I think we've already recorded, have been to 40 states. So I do have kind of a vast universe here. And I'm guessing out in Santa Fe, I know it's the oldest state capital in the country. And I'm thinking that they have very old structures out there. So I'm thinking one of those kind of structures. I'm landing on Santa Fe. I don't know All why. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, oh, Roxy, Roxy's I'm changing my answer. Oh, I'm go, changing go, my answer. Go, go, go. The Mayan ruins. Okay. When did you do that? When we went to Mexico. Oh, okay. But that's not in this country, is it? 
No, it's not. Is it supposed to be in this country? Oh. It said the United States. Oh, oh shoot. Right. <laughs> Let's try, Roxy. But you're answering for the Mexican little. Yeah. Yes. The Me- <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I've seen You can take so- one of mine. I, I really have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember when all these, like, bridges and things like that were built. You go with, like, old, old Ironsides in uh, Boston. Some yeah. of the structures up in Boston, yeah. right? Yeah. I wonder what the oldest sure. theater is. Paul Revere's yeah. house. Yeah, like the oldest theater. Like we played the Schubert and Yeah, that was pretty old. Yeah, that's pretty or old. Yeah, Philadelphia, so he was born Independence built... Hall. Yeah, Independence Hall. Yeah, there oh, you yeah. go. I've been oh, there. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. There we right. go. Rich, oh. you got number three? Sure. This is right in our wheelhouse, folks. What's your favorite patriotic song and why? Mm. I got it. Grand old flag. All right. So that was one yes. of mine. That was one of mine. I sang that every morning you, before preschool started. Do you know the original title of that song? Grand old rag. Thank you. Yes. And he changed it. Do yep. you know who wrote it? George M. Cohan. Thank you. I taught you well, Roxy. Not Cohen. And by the way, do you guys know George M. Cohan's birthday? I do. You're, you're not. You're the not. The fourth of July. Wrong. But not really. The third of July. Yes, his birth certificate. He was born on the third of July. Yeah. Ritz, I did a whole my whole senior thesis in college on. I'm a George M. Cohan fanatic. Yeah. Like, I used to carry around the beta tape of Yankee Doodle Dandy mm-hmm. uh, as uh-huh. a good luck charm. You watched that with my grandpa, and that's when he knew that you were you were good people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I can recite every line and lyric yeah. to that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my all time favorite. That's what I'm saying, George M. Cohan. So you use that one. So I'll just go with any of the. I mean, Yankee Doodle Dandy. I mean, over there, obviously. I love that song. Too. Yeah, well, it's a World I like War One fight Rose song. Nyland so sees yeah, it I mean, anything girls. Cohan wrote. I yeah, mean, but yeah, Grendel Flags right up there, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, those anything by Cohan. I've been to his gravesite. I mean, I I'm just yeah. It was my idol. Yeah. Anyway, yep. what do you got, Ritz? I'm gonna go with Stars and Stripes Forever. Good. John Philip Sousa. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, I remember my high school. Maybe it was junior high. We were down in Washington D.C. and first of all, just drumming any of that Sousa music is fantastic, yeah. as you know. And we were on the steps of the Capitol performing a medley of John Philip Sousa marches. And I remember just like feeling that lump in my throat and my heart was pounding. It was just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Roxy, I'm surprised you didn't go with Irving Berlin. I really like Grand Old Flag. Okay, and I'm just surprised. it takes me back to four-year-old me. Yeah. When I would go into preschool and after I would cry because I yeah, you know, didn't. Yeah. No, it's great. You know, Trust me, it's a great I, one. And, and my I, question, I, Roxy, yes. is were you the only person singing Randall Fag, or was that something that everybody in the class was singing? Oh, no, it was something everyone in the class would sing. We would Got do it. the Pledge of Allegiance, and then we would sing Grand Old Flag. Wow. Wow, yeah, very every patriotic day. school. I it like was that. the best part of the day. All right, what's the next one? Number four, <laughs> where is the most beautiful natural site you visited in the United States? All right, go Ross. back to your first answer. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I need to answer, too. Yeah. I'd never been, and it was yeah. that was stunning. I Absolutely really want to go to the Grand Tetons. I mean, I could mix it up, and I could say, because um, I've been a, to a bunch of national parks, mm-hmm. like uh, Yosemite National Park was amazing, yeah. too. So I can, I can use that one, so it's different. Yeah. Ritz, what do you got? Yeah, I'm a big natural park weenie, and so there are so many you can name. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, the family did Utah, like from west to east, Ooh. and did every single state and national park on that trip, and the one that blew me away and i think everybody else was arches national park in moab utah loved it just stunning want to go back i can probably spend a week by myself in moab utah excellent all right ritz what's the last one 
Last question. As a tip of the hat to our Canadian littles to the north who are mm. celebrating Canada Day, U.S. citizens tell us, what do you admire most about Canada? It's people, it's government, it's culture, it's national beauty. Can I go first? Yeah. Because that'll get me in trouble and then hopefully it'll <laughs> die away by the time we finish the podcast. <laughs> oh, for me, it was the people. I swore. I always thought I was going to marry a Canadian. Oops. I, I did. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Every time we played Canada on tour, I always say they're so easy. And that's not what I mean. Easy in the sense that you could always just strike up a conversation with them and they were always receptive to that, and they would just sit there and just talk to you. They're like the littles. They're like the littles. That's a good way to put it, go. Roxy. All and right. so it, every time I played Canada, no matter what province, no matter where we were, mm -hmm. it didn't matter. If you went out and just sat there and had a drink, I mean, you could always strike up a conversation. They were always, you know, most, it's not that way in America. No. And I always thought it was just because the people were so nice, and it was just so easy to have a conversation. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with that, and I love that they have a beautiful Niagara Falls, and they've got Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, who are the <laughs> ice dancers who Not won Justin the Olympics. Not Justin Bieber? You're not and a Biebs no, fan? No, no, no. Biebs? Okay. They're really cool, and yeah, I would love to spend more time seeing and exploring Canada, Okay, just All right. in general. Ritz, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to land on the same place with you guys, the people. And I've done a lot of travel up in Canada as well. I think I've gone pretty much east to west in every province. And I, I will say, too, that just given the size of Canada and the lesser population versus the United States, some really magnificent wide open spaces as well. So really yeah. amazing natural beauty up in Canada. Oh, too. absolutely. Yeah. What's the uh, Banff? Is that up there? That's up there, right? Banff, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. That's stunning. Banff. Banff. Or some people say Banff. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're right. There's some just beautiful, and Vancouver's just gorgeous in itself. Mm -hmm. I've only been to Montreal and Niagara Falls. Yeah. No, but that's... really, really fun. All right, that's our Friday Five. Thank you, Mary Faye Randolph, for that. Yes. Thank you, Greg Sheramita, for coming on to Meet the Littles. And thank you, Dave Patton, Tim, and Becca Wildsmith, and Rup Sharma for our bumpers this episode. Ritz, good to have you back. Great to be back. Shout out, Anthony Surfy, Syosset High School, class of 1983, fellow little. Really? Oh. How come he hasn't met us yet? I know. We got to bring them on. Let's get on that. So, and remember, if you need a grip for your bat, <laughs> grip for your stick. <laughs> grip for your stick is what I was going to say, Roxy. Just, I was going to say that. Get a grip. Just, or just you should. Yeah, exactly. You should just get a grip. Get a grip. Get a grip. <laughs> Go to stickgrip.com. I said that to someone once who proposed to me in second grade, and I said, get a grip. <laughs> Not for I their stick. I should have told him to use the code. <laughs> He's in years of outpatient psychotherapy. Today. Right, yeah, exactly. Kid, and don't kid. forget about the fog-free eyewear, too. Yes. Same code. LL Pod. Is that what it is? Yes. All right. All right. And rem well, I just did it. Yeah. Well, and don't well, forget sucks. to uh, write, write into us about anything. Yeah, write in. Literally anything. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. All right. This is good. Now I don't know how to end the show. Bye. That was really good. Distracted by
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Who's that? Oh, yeah.